welcome to Tablet, a micro RPG podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm one of the hosts and the editor of this production. Tablet is an excuse to get my friends to play micro RPGs with me. And th- today we're going to be playing a very fun micro RPG, Crash Pandas, written by Grant Howitt. Hold steady. <laughs> Mitzi goes, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and uh, Brian O'Connor jumps into mm. the Supra. Oh, my God. I almost did this, but I thought I might die. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because you're drunk. <laughs> so Amazing. What is your plan? So the, 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 this is where I'm, I'm sort of struggling with the rules, because there's, there's use item and then there is action. And those are separate. Yes. Um, because one of my items is cough syrup, and I want to pour it into his little cup holder, because I'm sure he has a drink. He's very cool. He's wearing all black. He's in a super. He's got to have a a, a super gulp. Um, <laughs> super gulp. <laughs> so I want to fill his super gulp with cor- with uh, cough syrup, which I think would probably be a chutzpah, chutzpah roll. Unless that's using an item and therefore not counting, in which case I'll just hang out in this car then. <laughs> I think that's an I think that should work for an action. I don't know why you couldn't in the in the spirit of this, I don't know why you couldn't use your items. Yeah. Uh you did say that the windows were rolled up. I did do that. I did say that. You are correct. So you'd have to I didn't say anything about a sunroof. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> do supers have sunroofs? We're they not do now. They Some do of them do. This they one do does. Now. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna jump in the, I'm gonna climb I'm gonna jump off the car onto his car and then pour the, the, the cough syrup from the sunroof into his super gulp. Okay. That's the plan. This That's is going to be <laughs> really tough. Yeah. Um, so make your roll. What is, and you're rolling chutzpah? I'm rolling chutzpah. I'm rolling four dice. Four dice. Okay. Um, I, I guess better. I could potentially, so let me, let me look at my uh, my background to see if I could have this be any That's right. relevant. Um, yeah, don't forget that. If it's relevant yeah, yeah. to your background. As, as a, uh, a wide-eyed rookie who's in this for love, um, I don't think any of this is relevant to what I'm currently doing. I mean, no. if you're a mole, that's about infiltrating. I, yeah, I, I am pretty, that is pretty sneaky. I it is sneaky. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Four, four right, seems uh, pretty good, four. though. Four. That is one six. Okay. And then two twos and a three. One six <laughs> and two twos and three. So that's only one success. I didn't say what the success should be. You did not. Um, you do it. I'll let you do that in your head. Yeah. I think you almost get there. Here, oh, no. Here's what I think happens. Uh-huh. I think you make the jump, and it's all it's all good. You make it, you land it, you're in the sunroof, you're looking down, you can see <laughs> driving. Here's what I think happens. I think you pour the cough syrup with every intention of it landing uh-huh. in the perfect Supra Big Gulp. But what happens instead is you he turns or makes a slight move or goes to adjust the radio, and instead of pouring in the cup, I think you pour it on his face. I like that. That's that And great. it goes all over his face, and he immediately starts swerving the car all Amazing. over the place, like a uh, crazy person. So and I'm, you are inside there. Uh, yeah. So I'm on the I'm on the sunroof. Uh, here's my thought of uh, of what ex- ex- to, to to twist it. I'm a mole. Uh huh. My eyes aren't very good. No. So my accuracy of pouring cough syrup long range is not very good. So I look down, I see what I think is a big gulp. It's kind of blurry, and I pour all my cough syrup into it, and it's the top of the head. Yeah. So he just gets a head, fu- a, a, a top of the head full of narcotic cough syrup. Right. And then we'll, yeah. Now I'm in a car, on a car, holding on to the roof. Yeah. And you are now separated a little bit from your car, so that's, that's you need scary. to try and yeah, focus yeah. on getting back there, for sure. 
We're swerving all around. All right. All right. Who's I next? I still got an action. Yes. Um, I want to focus on making sure this car can keep going. Okay. Um, and here's the deal. I think it's more about, it's more along the lines of that, that hold steady. We got this. We can do this. We keep it together. So I was aiming for rotundity okay. to keep the car going. Okay. Mm. However, mm. and here's the bit. I got my start in demo derbies. Uh-huh. And the entire reason I do this is because it's the love of the race. That's mm-hmm. that's the conf- there is that's the only conflict is if it's if you're not driving then what's the point? Right. It's all about keeping it going forward. Mhm. Can that get me two dice or just one? Mm, I would say the two things are really similar. I, I guess I would have read Demo Derby stuff as being more technical. Um, it, why not? Let's throw them both in. All righty, cool. Yeah. In that case, could somebody loan me four dice? Yeah. I got three. Here's, I got the four. Okay. Great. That is, I should have asked for how many successes because I got oh. two. Yeah. Uh, so... And specifically, you're trying to, what exactly you're trying to do with your rotundity? Ideally, either treat the stability of the car as better mm, mm-hmm. or do something about the fact that there's things fucked up in the in the steering wheel. Mm. Like, have you ever actually seen a demo derby? Yeah. So, you know, just how messed up those cars get yeah. and then how wacky the, the drivers act just right. to keep the car going in something close to a straight line. Right. Totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think two successes would be good for that. I think there's a lot of things on the card that you could fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Great. So what does that look like? Uh, somewhere between uh, hold, helping Mitzi hold the wheel and a lot of percussive maintenance. Okay. Percussive maintenance. I love that. <laughs> you're rocking and around. You're banging on stuff. You're climbing on things. You're blowing in cartridges, etc., etc. Perfect. All right. Anybody hasn't gone? That was all of us. Yeah. Great. Okay. So here we are. You guys are going nine speed now. Two, three. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and roll for it. Ugh. All right. This is a good roll for you guys. We got... I'm making the separations here. Well, okay. So we have four successes once again. And we have two damage. So it puts us back down, unfortunately, from seven to five. Great. Yes. I want to try and use some of these successes to start running the Supra off the road. Mm, they're wobbling it's around. Wobbly. Yep. They're swerving around crazy. There is one issue with that, however. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to use another success to try to get... Brian, like we just reach and grab him. I mean, the top him? is down, and he's on top of the other one. It's easy enough for him to just slide in. Oh, I ha- how are okay. you guys doing it? How are you guys here, doing here's it? Here's the thought. Can I? Can I? Can I pitch this? I want to. I'm gonna steal from you. Uh, if you hit the Supra hard enough, I'll just fall in the car. Inside the car? No, Our- in, into the Lambo. Oh, because because if you hit. I have I have inertia as uh-huh. as a very as a fairly rotund raccoon. Uh huh. If the Supra is hit, I will stay in in the air, and then suddenly there's a Lambda underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm imagining like that. like uh, left and right like those um 
those desk toys where the balls hit each other. Exactly. Like, and, they're and, then, just, and then he'll just quietly fall into the... Okay. He's, the he's the one left in the middle that doesn't uh-huh. move. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that explains how he took two damage. I love it. That rat. That so, uh, I would say that's only... That's really well thought out and clear. I think that's only two... <laughs> Two successes needed. <laughs> one to hit Supra, <laughs> one to get me in car. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Perfect. So you have narrowly made your way back in. So here's the challenge with that, though. Remember how we said that the GT500 was on the other side of the Supra? Mm-hmm. So you guys bonked oh, no. into the Supra, and then it drifted into the neighboring lane, dropping you like a pinball right in yes. back into the Lambo. However, these two have now collided and have made contact with each other. It's a crazy car accident situation over here. And they start to spin out. So they are both now spinning and facing the wrong way on the road. <laughs> so they have spun out totally. Oh, so they're, they're heading... Okay. They are now heading backwards. So they okay. They're in reverse. They're mm. well. They're not in reverse. They spun yeah. out and are driving now the wrong way, okay. and so it's 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 chaotic accident. <laughs> However, all of that gives we can move the pedal pub. All of that gives our uh, influencer enough of an opportunity to make a little closer proximity to you. I was I was really thinking they were going to be turning towards us. And then I was going to hit the brakes so that they rammed the pedal pump. <laughs> <laughs> that pedal pump is almost a mile. Yeah, they're back ways away now. We're going eighty miles an hour. <laughs> no, For remember, sure. but Not, eighty well, was at six. That. Was at six speed. You're we're going like faster a, than that. We're going like nine hundred miles an hour. <laughs> okay, okay. Too f- I would say almost too fast. Perhaps a little. Too a little too furious. <laughs> 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 too fast. Too ferociousness. I love it. Great. Okay, so behind you, by the way, also, you see just a little bit, very back of the pack, but you see the all-black, unassuming car is starting to gain on you guys. They drift over a few lanes, and they're behind you. It's a ways. You're probably not under big threat from them. So to sum up, you have right next to you now the influencer and the pink bug has approached you, and you have the Supra and the GT are fighting neck and neck, and they've somehow managed to spin themselves around and are going backwards. They'll probably get their shit straightened out and be on your tail shortly. And way in the back, we have the all-black unmarked car starting to creep forward once again. All right. So you are nearing even closer now. You can you can almost see everything getting closer to you. And you can hear the lights and the sounds. You can hear the rides. And the traffic is starting to get really choked, really boxed up. Everybody wants to go to the Ferris wheel on this beautiful, gorgeous, uh, sunny L.A. evening. And uh, there also seems to be some kind of event which is weird. You can see uh, more cars parked around than usual. You can see like, um, you know, those lights that kind of shine from like stadiums that shine up into the clouds. Mm, You can see mm -hmm. like those lights kind of flying back and forth. You can see for some reason there's like a, a, a little biplane with like a signage flying around. There's something going on. What is that? And you look and you can see now pulling in is a huge tour bus for a children's musical production. And it's a huge, think like the Wiggles or Blues Clues. Oh no. Is like the Wiggles Live is uh, doing a performance at the pier 
So all of this traffic is starting to box up. So now we have a big tour bus that has just merged and is right in front of you going like 10 miles an hour practically. So big, big, big tour bus and it's it's, uh, uh, merged out in front of you and it's going really slow. So you have had to, I assume, maybe hit the brakes, uh, but it's whatever you do, you are fast approaching at like 100 miles an hour and there is a practically stopped children's The Wiggles tour bus right in front of you. What do you do? Oh, gosh. Um, If we could communicate, I have an idea, but we can't communicate. You can't communicate. It's too fast. It's too fast, man. The Lamborghini is way too fast. And and, uh, uh, Dom is drunk. And uh, Brian is all bamboozled from having just dropped into from the other car. It's chaos in there. You guys can't talk to make a decision. Well, and Mitzi is just in complete chaos headspace. Like, loving it, loving it. Well, she is having the time of her life. She is screeching. She is cackling. Love it. She is not listening to y'all. <laughs> totally. <laughs> there could be like a plan starting to happen. Yeah. And Mitzi would just be like, whatever, fuck it. I'm the one driving. Amazing. All right. All right, I got it. I got it. All right, three, two, Everybody one. Cho- Wait, has everyone chosen? Reveal. Yeah. Two. Two. Three. Five. Okay, so we got two twos. All right, so turn I left. I was going to say that. I was like, there's no way, no, there's not a goddamn soul at this table is going <laughs> to ever touch that brake pedal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys haven't braked one time. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> Breaking is for suckers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Listen, nothing can't be solved by just going a little faster. <laughs> totally. So you guys are roaring along at 100 miles an hour, and we get two people choosing to do left turns. So we established mm-hmm, mm-hmm. earlier that this is turning more, which puts you turning at 60 degrees. <laughs> so you guys have now pulled out and are pretty much in front of the um, Super and the GT who are still kind of tussling to get turned around and going the right way. And so you are right next to the big tour bus, I would say, if you've turned. Well, you didn't straighten out, I guess. We straightened out a little bit more because... We had a 60-degree turn left, and uh-huh. then somebody 30. chose three. So, <laughs> Oh, that's right. I did. I did. Wow. So two 30-degree two left turns equals a 60-degree left turn plus a turn right again. You guys straightened it out, and you are right next to the tour bus. I'm fucking amazed. And then you've done it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we are so good at driving. You guys y'all. are amazing <laughs> at driving. I am blown away. Um, yeah, nobody hit the brakes, and instead, I think we had an accelerate. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> How many accelerates? Just one. Just, Just one. one. Puts us at 10. Holy shit. I'm going to say 10 is you guys are now going 110 miles an hour. <laughs> Mitzi is like scream laughing as she just like drives maniacally. Amazing. The bug uh, also makes a similar choice and is on the opposite side of the tour bus, neck and neck with you guys. Um, and this is by the second, because obviously you guys are going way faster than the tour bus, so it's going to start to f- slide behind you. So but it's... for the moment, you are side by side. The black car has caught up. Oh, man. These guys have now gotten themselves turned around again. And so you have a pack of three kind of right behind you. 
So to sum up for our listeners, we've got our screaming red Lamborghini, which is right next to the tour bus. Uh, opposite the tour bus, you guys could almost see them if you could see through the tour bus. You've got the pink VW Bug Influencer. And in a, a line of three right behind you, you've got the other three racers. Well, All that's right. 10 speed. Time for the roll. It is. One, two, three, four, five, that's six. so many. Nine, ten. All right, here we go, guys. Okay. Oh, wow. So you got six, six, four, six, six, four, another six, uh, one damage. So that knocks you down to four of ten. Holy shit. How far ahead can we streak at this point? And you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. The Total's most up to you've nine had off, ever. Off the, uh, off the two we had banked. Yep. And then how far on the track are we? Six, seven. How far on the track? I would say that you guys are, um, in the in the fiction of this, I'd say you guys are three quarters of the way there. In the in the uh, setup, I would say you're maybe one obstacle obstacle away, maybe two. Mitzi thinks we should just gun it. <laughs> All points into streak ahead of rifles. Yeah, yeah, that's what Mitzi wants to do. But okay, uh, um, I I have I have some bullshit, but I might want to save it. Because uh, mm. it, it depends on how close the the bug gets to us. Okay. Well, you won't know unless you pull out in front of the... I would say let's spend two or three of the successes on streak ahead, and then we mm-hmm. have the extras banked for the final Yeah, I, I, I would... Yeah, that's, that's that, a good that, that's idea. That's a good too. idea, yeah. Okay, so you guys are using... I have a nuclear option. <laughs> so you guys are using how many of your seven? We have we nine. Have nine. We, have we have nine. two banked right. from last time. That's right. Um, three. Yeah, leaving I'm six. With, I'm I'm fine with using three, leaving six. Yeah. Great. So you streak ahead and you <clears throat> leave the tour bus in the in the dust, and you are now miles ahead, practically. Um, I would say the bug also uses this as an opportunity to veer up closer to you, but not quite all the way. So just like one little car length just behind. If you were to look in that that rearview mirror, you'd be able to see them. And the other three kind of maintain this line back here. But they are having a hard time catching up because they have all had accidents along the way. I'm also enjoying that our police siren is still going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? I think in the fiction of this, I think that's what's making this possible is people yeah. are getting <laughs> out of your some. way. <laughs> totally. And then... I just, I'm imagining us just like barreling down the interstate in LA and people are like, oh God, a cop, get out of the way. And it's just like an old raccoon (laughs) (laughs) with what going quickly probably looks like a pearl necklace. Yes. Amazing. I love it. Okay. So pretty much our last obstacle, you guys are practically there. You now are starting to see the uh, staff-only parking garage just ahead. You can see there is a very, because again, this is illegal, you can see a very tiny little hand-painted um, uh, checkered checkered flag that's been posted near it unobtrusively so as not to be noticed. Uh, and you know that that is your destination. So you're roaring along. Uh, you're, you can practically smell that delightful, wonderful post 
beach day post-concert trash that is awaiting you at the Santa Monica Pier when just ahead of you, you can see the worst thing of all, orange barricades because the road is closed for the concert. So you, and it looks pretty big. There's a bunch of different barricades. There's those, those water barrels that they use for like road construction. Um, there's flashing lights and signs. Sorry. There's even a like a uh, utility truck that's there, like directing people toward the concert parking. And our parking garage that we're aiming for is behind these. Just barricades. on the other side of that. You said it's like the water barrels, uh, pylon sort of yeah, yeah, barriers. Yeah. Not none of the like concrete barriers. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like think temporary road closure, not like permanent construction. It's for the concert. Okay. Oh, by the way, just to add a little flavor, all the civilian cars around you, by the way, are full of kids because this is a children's music concert. <laughs> okay, I won't. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> less car explosions then. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, well, got it. Well, maybe. It. Use your better judgment. You have the other racers <laughs> near you. What are you doing? I know I know what I'm doing, and so, I, I know how I want to play this. Mm. It's going to depend on what other people have done. Same. And remember, you have six successes to play with. Those successes can include finding or creating a better route. Mm. Or anything you want, really. All right, it's approaching. It's approaching. The barricades, they're getting closer. You guys have not yet even touched the break. This is like in Gone in 60 Seconds when Nicolas Cage like never hits the break in that final fight. Yep. And you guys are roaring along, 110, 120. What do you do? Everybody ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. Five, six. 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 Okay. <laughs> Go faster. Go faster. <laughs> so you guys, police siren, still going. All the children's car... Concert goer minivans are peeling out of the way very carefully, and you guys are now going. I'm going to say you're going 130 miles an hour, which is outrageous. Up to 11 speed. Amazing. Yes, 11 speed. Thank you for the reminder. So you guys are going 11 speed. Let's resolve those sixes. Uh, before before that, Brian uh, O'Cooner reaches up towards the steering wheel and presses a little red button. Mm. The NOS. The NOS. <laughs> Completely. I'm also going to use the NOS, so... Um. <laughs> Perfect. You've hit the NOS. All right, let's resolve those sixes. We usually go this way around. Let's fi- let's go the other let's way. Let's go the other way. I, I've got some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Percussive maintenance is all we need at this point. We just have to make it there. That's all we got to do. Okay. Going for rotundity. Okay, just give me, give me a more over. specific. What, what does that look like specifically in these final moments? It's, it's quite literally a, come on, come on, literally yanking the brake pedal out and jamming it back in place to make sure everything's still going to work. Okay, okay, okay. We've obviously, we're never going to use the brakes, so obviously I could take that and fix something else with right. it. Right, <laughs> you're, you're removing, I love this, your rotundity. You are removing the brake and using it for something else. All right, give us that roll. Um, okay, I'm going to need three and then four, uh, one more for the demo derby trick. So I need one, two one more dice. Oh, Great. One, more, one more still. Oh, sorry. I thought you... The ideal for this was one success equals a hit point on the car. Right, right. I would say, yeah, you're 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 describing something really tough. I think 
two successes would do it, and then you can get two successes back. Or two damage back. Huzzah. Well, that four is two fives and a four. <gasps> Amazing. Two fives and a four. So that's three yeah. successes. So I'm going to say you bump all the way back from four all the way up to seven. So your car is now back restored at 70%. However, in the fiction of this, because we did establish this, you now have no brake pedal. So if you guys want to break, you're going to have to come up with some other kind of solution. <laughs> <laughs> the finish line is going to be interesting. For sure. <laughs> well, at least it's not our car. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. At the same time, this is the finish line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Going around the horn. We did your accelerate already. And over to you. So I think with the momentum of what Pip has done... I want to try to drive the car essentially like to jump over all of these store buses. Amazing. Or it's the barricades, right? Or the barricades, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So what are you thinking to use as a ramp? Are you gonna, what do you need? Uh, that's a good question. I've, I, I've got a, a thought. Yeah. I also uh, have a thought. So in Fast and the Furious 1, there's a big moment where he flips the car by hitting it against the semi truck accidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we just like hit a parked car, hit the fender. I was gonna suggest something like this. We could yeah. do a spiral over. Yeah, amazing. That's what I want to try to do. Okay, okay. So pick your stat and feel free to add anything that would be relevant. Great. I might suggest your chaotic death wish. <laughs> could be <laughs> could be applicable in this scenario. I say, mm, makes no difference to me. Um, I think this counts as ferociousness, which Absolutely. is a four for me. Um, so yeah, basically attacking another car in order to yeah. to make this flip. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And like, I don't care about human cars. I'm a raccoon. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. All right, lay it on us. And I think this is gonna be. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. I think this is gonna be. Three successes. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on. I got two successes. Okay, two successes. Can we use one of our banked successes? Yeah. Let's do it. I think that can be how it works. So you guys are now down to five. Perfect. And so describe it for us how this how this plays out. So I see a little like greenish car that I just think is ugly and I decide Mm. that's the one. And so I go out and I'm using the momentum from the rotundity and I'm discovering if I can just like sort of keep the steering wheel and almost like, because I, I am a raccoon who has no idea how cars work. I think that it is just like me, like willing the car upwards. (laughs) But then from that, I managed to, we managed to go fast enough that we just hit a car and it does spin over all of the barricades to the other side. You do a sick slow-mo spiral up and over the barricades. And are you landing on the roof or on the wheels? On the wheels. On the wheels. Yeah. All right. You pressed Z or R twice. I did. I did. Use the boost to get through. (laughs) Amazing. And of course, the whole time, Mitzi is like, ha, 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 this is living. Yes. And it's just, like, ready to go. Um, and she's laughing. Um, and then when she lands, she was like, I knew I could do that. Amazing. 
love it. So you have now uh, been part of the car flipping and twisting wildly in the air. It has landed on the wheels. Uh, over to you. You are drunk. What do you do next? Um, I think uh, so. So w- we see the finish line, correct? Yeah, you can see the parking garage from here, and okay, you can see um, the checkered flag. And I think that uh, I want to use the rest of the drone uh, that I that I did using uh, chutzpah uh, to. Uh, pop both of the tires on the front so when we hit um we just uh the tires won't move so we'll just like slide uh into the the finish line Mm. interesting Um, i think you would just flip end over end wouldn't mm. you if you landed and then the tires were Flat, wouldn't you just like split? there's all sorts of really dumb <laughs> physics at play yeah for sure right now it's movie <laughs> physics that's what for we're sure, on for sure for yeah. sure okay what what is your goal with this is this are you just to, to slow us down so if i like pop the tires the... You're, you're trying to <gasps> oh. hold on a second are you trying to break i'm no i'm not trying to break <laughs> i'm trying to slow us down amazing so that we don't just like barrel so that we hit yeah. the finish line and don't just barrel through oh, it okay. Got and i'm it. thinking if i like destroy our tires that will like we won't keep going because we can't perfect break. perfect um, perfect okay i understand now and i think as i as we're flipping um i see a family uh like a minivan uh that we're headed directly for uh and I'm like, uh, not on my watch. <laughs> and it's like, uh, so oh, cause I... Because it's a family minivan. Because it's a, a family, family minivan. <laughs> it's a family minivan. <laughs> um, so I uh, am going to use that moment to... to or it, it, it's, uh, it's on the other end of the finish line. So mm. I have to like... Make sure that we break before we plow into of the minivan. Of course. Um, so I'm going to use the chutzpah to destroy the tires and like slow us down. Uh, and I'm arguing that uh, because it's family, mm-hmm. um, I get another dice. Amazing, amazing, perfect. How yes. many successes do I need? I on think this, this is going to be. Plan? It makes sense to me what's happening. So I think that's going to be a two. Because popping the tires will slow the car down imminently. Uh, A five and a four. (gasps) A two and a one. Amazing. That was close. Okay. I think what happens to resolve this is uh, as that flip is happening and you make pop, pop, you make that change. And and indeed the, you know, beautiful tires and lands, finishes the flip. And in fact, it almost immediately starts to screech to a halt. And I think you come to a stop within like an inch of that minivan. It's like, yeah, I think we do the flip and hit and I see us careening towards the minivan with yes. the little kids just staring at us like, no, and I rush out, pop the tires yes. and slide. Amazing, amazing. The kids inside burst into applause. Yay, that was so cool. Do it again. <laughs> I stand up and take a bow. Well, amazing. here's the interesting part. We still have 11 speed to roll off. 11 speed to... Because we have, this is, we've all taken our actions now. Yeah, that's a good point. So, okay, in order to resolve this, because technically speaking, the thing you did. The second to the last paragraph talks about that. 
Yeah. So you did a thing that basically makes uh, inducing additional damage, right? Uh, it says like if it's a glancing blow or a breakable object or if it's a head-on crash or something like that, um, it does damage equal to speed. Speed is reduced to zero. I think in the context of this, because you're deliberately trying to destroy these tires and that's what's inducing this damage, I think you are able to successfully get the speed down from 11 to like one probably i don't think you're fully stopped maybe maybe we re- maybe we retcon that i don't think you're fully stopped i think you're going like and you get right into a like a coast right at yeah. the end so you are now down to one it is our final moments you can see around you um the uh construction bollards and stuff like that are unharmed the other parked vehicles have made their way through. This minivan is unharmed. You see the checker, checkered flag right in front of you. Way behind you on the other side of the construction uh, block, you can see the other racers have all fetched up right at the same place. And they're all like looking through their cars and looking over you, trying to work out how to do this. But they were just a little bit too slow and couldn't make it happen. So I think the moment for you guys, let me hit you with this. I think the moment is using your little one speed. I think you slide on up towards that finish line and you stop right before it. (gasps) And then you get out and walk over the finish line because you had this in the bag. Amazing. We all like climb over the windshield down yes. the down the hood. <laughs> yes. I think I prefer the idea of we of we get behind the car. That's what and I was push gonna say. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna stay behind the wheel because like someone has to be driving. Um, but I'll like just guide it over and then like Perfect. So indeed, you push carefully, uh, push the car over, and I, th- I think right as it crosses the finish line and you, you step to the side, I think the last of the two tires... <laughs> and, <laughs> smoke and, billowing out from yeah, the hood. And the car is toast, but you guys are home free. You scamper down into that parking garage. Uh, there's a dumpster uh, and a pathway through an air duct and an unlocked door. And before you know it, you have the run of the place. All the cotton candy and fair food and trash that your little raccoon hearts desire. Serious question. Who was in the black the black car? Did we, did we ever see the driver? Well, of course, it was four raccoons. <laughs> Amazing! That's why they suddenly turned randomly and drove for no reason <laughs> to the side of the wall. <laughs> You're playing a second game of this. Yeah. <laughs> to do that (laughs) (laughs) all right welcome back everybody that was crash pandas uh by grant howitt we are back for our review uh time and uh we'll just go ahead and jump right into it what were our likes and dislikes so we'll take it in turns does anybody want to go first i'd be happy to I've i've got some uh so I, I really enjoyed this game. This was so fun. Um, so I think my, my favorite thing about this game is the... Um, I love the driving mechanic. Mm. I love the having a role-playing game where the 
uh, where there's the randomization is not just purely dice rolls, but what the other people at the table are trying to do. It feels so in theme to be like we're all doing different stuff at the same time we have more or less the same goal and like when we accidentally double turned right and we're like ah crap we're gonna miss that was super fun that was absolutely my favorite part um although uh my 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 dislike uh is kind of in the same thing i feel that there is a little bit of missing information in that driving section of like Mm. what does two left turns look like is that 60 degrees into the wall um what and yeah so i I feel like it was like it's up to the gm obviously um because it does say that later if it was like the uh the gm chooses how to move the car right um but i feel that the that could have been slightly more clarified as for exactly mechanically how does the driving interact otherwise Mm. it was so much fun great i also really liked it i felt like it required a lot of stuff for like a one shot for a micro RPG. Like you have to have specific cars and stuff like that, which we kind of winged or X winged. But I felt like that was kind of weird for what it was. That being said, it was a really fun mechanic to have. I would also say more details as well as more options. I think some of the equipment, that we had worked really well and then some of it I was like I don't know I maybe want to put some more actual useful things on there mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will third the driving mechanic um, I love games where it, you all everyone has to make a snap decision and you can't confer with each other Yeah, it's one of my favorite things in uh, micro RPGs and I really like that um I think I agree with you, Tim, that, like, some uh, some clarity, because, like, we ran into this a little bit of, like, the use an item and an action mm. were a little unclear. Uh-huh. Um, and, again, to kind of talk to what you said, Cassandra, some of the items, I didn't know if they were one use only, or do I only have one banana peel, or do I have, like, a whole bunch of bananas that I can throw at people? Yeah. So uh, just a little clarity about that is one of the things that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Forgot to say that my favorite part was just being a raccoon and trying to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was very silly and it's fun. so fun. And I think that that is a lot of the point of the game. I just really liked it. Mm-hmm. Things that I really loved. Um, I love the theme of raccoons as a group trying to drive a car. I think that's hilarious. Um, I loved the car driving mechanic as well. Um, I think, likewise, I, I echo the feeling of loving stuff that makes you uh, have to make a snap decision. Um, I think the parts where I struggled the most as a GM was tracking the speed and damage. Um, not so much in terms of keeping track of it numerically, although that isn't always my strong suit. More, what did it do? Like, what was mm-hmm. the purpose of it? Like, it's a race. We're all, like, for speed. It's a race. Everybody's going down the road, and everybody mostly is going the same direction <coughs> most of the time. The most that speed could really tell me was that, like, you guys were going a I I imagined a certain miles per hour. But what does that mean? Like, you know, what is the impact of that for you? It certainly doesn't increase your damage the faster you go, which is something I sort of assumed might happen. 
Um, and same with the damage. Like, there wasn't really any clarity or additional detail on what damage should do. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's a counter, and eventually the counter would run out. But, you know, as long as people were constantly fixing or updating the car or finding some way to do that, um, it didn't really actually have a big impact at all. So those were two things, like some of the other stuff you've said, where just kind of looking for more clarity. Those were the things that I would have wanted more clarity on, like materially, what is the impact of speed and damage? Well, and I think going along that same line, we've with speed specifically, not only was it not clear what that was supposed to do, but we really were kind of guessing at what that actually meant for speed on a car, because yeah. we know we're not in a race in a Lamborghini going nine miles an hour. So what does a nine mean? Right. Right. It's like a conversion. Mm -hmm. And then why not just say that? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think it's been all the way across the table. We enjoyed just the chaos of everyone trying to drive at once. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. It did really lean into the theme of what if one of the characters in Fast and the Furious was four raccoons in a trench coat. Uh Um, Dislikes... It doesn't really lean itself to being an RPG. Mm. It's the best driving RPG I've played. I loved that. But I don't... I honestly don't think that the the mechanical choices made here actually leaned into the RPG aspect of it. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, mm. that's definitely a point that I was feeling but didn't have the words for. Yeah. yeah it's, We've but, played a couple different games where they spend a lot of time kind of talking about character creation. Uh, and like coming up with a backstory and then it not being necessary for the actual game. Mm. Well, that was uh, another note I had was like, we had some really cool stuff planned and none of, and I know that that's every TTRPG, right? Like, I, right. but there was some stuff that like, we literally had a mole instead yeah. of a raccoon <laughs> and there was a whole thing and it just didn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, I was planning for an opportunity to rip off my bandit mask to help with something and be like, I'm sorry, but I'm a cop. I'm a cop. <laughs> and it didn't come up. Yeah. And, and that's fine. But like, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely this sort of like, um, once you hit, once the, uh, the rubber hits the road, uh, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a driving game mm-hmm. and rack, uh, I felt the raccoons were slightly more secondary than I was hoping for in a weird yeah. way. It's interesting kind of bouncing off that a little bit um, is like one of the other dislikes that I had was the structure of the game was very regimented. It was like, at least my read was like there were set rounds. We adjust the board, you know, you guys make, you know, we, we talk through an obstacle. Um, the obstacle can be whatever, you know, I come up with what that is. And then you guys all make your decision, and then we resolve that decision, and then we adjust for speed and damage. But what that meant was, unless you specifically made the choice on your turn of, like, pulling in your backstory or your character in the number you picked, it, mm-hmm. there was nowhere for it to come up. Like, I was, I was racking my brain about that. I was like, how can I make options for these guys to, like, have this, like, point break, like, ah, you know, yeah. moment? Yeah. And that just, like, didn't ever... There wasn't a place in the game to do that. Do we think that have having all of the other racers be specific rivals might have helped? Mm. Because uh, we sort of decided to have a, a, a couple of our rivals be the same thing, and then the rivals didn't come up at all. 
but I don't really know how I how I would have implemented them as a GM. Mm. I don't think I would have had a much have an easier time being like this rival of yours. He is here. I should have had one of the other cars be the rival, probably. But I didn't think of it. <laughs> I think that segues pretty seamlessly into things that you would change, and mm. I actually agree with you. I think that um, uh, at least one of the other cars should be the rival, or. Um, even a couple of them or, or whatever and actually making it clear that you all have the same rival because we kind of struggled with that too mm. um, so it seems like the things that I would change is that there's a lot of clarity that is lacking mm. and um, it seems like it relies a lot on the GM uh, to kind of like come up with some things whole cloth mm. um, without any sort of like like, how do you control the other cars? Uh, Max, I think you did a great job, but there's nothing in the rules about, like, this is how you handle the other right. cars. Or uh-huh. are they? You are the other cars just supposed to be, like, obstacles uh, right? Uh, and things, so... Well, and for that, it bottlenecks the GM, too, because, like Max was saying, it's so regimented in how you play. So mm-hmm. it, like, relies on you so much, but then you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, the it's weird because in a micro, I'm usually not inclined to like ask for additional rules. Like usually, uh-huh. I'm very pro a rules light system that mm-hmm. lets the GM and the players make that happen. But you're right that like pretty much from the equipment and how it worked to you know the the choices and the number of successes it should be to the driving mechanic and how to resolve those choices, all of that stuff speed, damage the other cars, all of them, it felt like it's a game that wants to be a bigger game. That's and I kept like, like wanting yeah. that clarity from it. Um, so like maybe it was too much of a game kind of mm-hmm. trying to stuff into like a micro kind of yeah. setting. I, I feel like it's more of a game and less a role-playing game. Mm, it would be a fun board game. Yeah. It, that's actually where I was going with this. Yeah, it, The idea of four raccoons dropping into a race is friggin' hilarious. But having like a full map and X many successes gets you X many spaces kind of kind of feel on like your speed rolls. Mm. Um, between that or having uh, having a much larger map rather than three pieces of paper shifted to try and design mm-hmm. what kind of angles we're looking at the t- at for turns and whatnot. Yeah. This, if I was going to try and run this, I would feel like I almost have to make a table-sized map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right, I think welcome to my next a- uh, version of this game. I'm, I'm using slot cars. <laughs> we're going to play Crash Slot Car Pandas. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be a very good board game. I would love that as a board game. Uh, like I a pre-made like, big map. Next Hangout Without Recording, I've got a board game I'm bringing for you guys. Yeah, like, it's, it would be really cool because then you could have, like, road tiles that you set up, like, dungeon tiles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe that's a thing. And to kind of talk about the more clarity for Max, one of the things that I think it could benefit from is just having a table for mm. the GM to roll on of like complications. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or like a uh or maybe that there's uh there's two tables, one that's like the next stretch of the road does this, like mm-hmm. forks this way or uh there's a speed trap whatever mm-hmm. it is and then the complication is 
you know, you have the semi, but the road narrows to two lanes. Right. Um, so you have, like, the road complication and then the physical object complication. Yeah. I think would have streamlined things a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I can really imagine that now. Like, if it was, you know, flipping of hex tiles and or tables or something like that, where you were able to just draw from this constant pool, you could even have cards, you know, that like a deck that you'd pull from, and that would start to populate the other cars on the road or the other, you know, rivals or whatever. It would be really fun to lean into. This is a very different game at this point, but it would be really fun to lean into that like rival or mole undercover cop dynamic and have some people in the group have a hidden agenda. I was, I was literally kind of wondering, like, should we do a hidden identity thing? I was that, thinking about that. Game, yeah. Like, what? What if someone? What if one person in the group their their job was to like sabotage or help someone else win? I'm actually realized. only six months old. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like at this point we actually have to ask a very different question rather than what would we change? Yeah, I think we have to come back to looking at the game as it is. Yeah, yeah. like what was the theme that how it was going for here, and did he or did he not get mm. the intended effect? So yes, the 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 is this is a game about street racing raccoons. Uh, we did a street race and we were raccoons. Success. Yeah, it's. I think I think for what it's worth, as much as we all have updates and changes and things like, oh, this would be better. This would be better, yada yada. I think he actually did hit the hit the nail on the head for what he he was trying to do. Yeah, I said it earlier. One of the characters in Fast and the Furious is three raccoons in a trench coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've I've actually tried to make a Fast and the Furious TTRPG. I was using a couple other systems that I liked, and I gotta say, this one's just as good. Mm. Like I tried really hard to make a a rules light car game. It's hard as shit. This is mm-hmm. this is great. Mm-hmm. I think the reason it works actually is because you have multiple people trying to decide the fate of the car. That's the mm-hmm. key thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm torn. I, I, I think I don't completely agree that it was nailed on the head as for what it was trying to do. Um, I think, as with a lot of Grant Howitt games, I think he tries to take a TTRPG or a theme like, okay, you're playing a heist. This mm-hmm. is a race. This is whatever. And then he's like, let's throw a weird animal in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your bear's doing a heist, your raccoon's doing uh, a chase or whatever. And so I think he's very good at that, but I don't know, looking at just like the original or just just the rules of the game, I don't necessarily think that, I don't think it would be a good racing game if you didn't have the raccoons. Mm. And then I think it wouldn't be a good like raccoon role playing game if the structure of like having the race wasn't there. So Mm. I don't know. I'm undecided about whether it did what it set out or not. <laughs> well, that's just the thing is as a racing game, usually you have each person in their own car. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the so thing. So it's yeah. mm-hmm. in order to make the rules work, he has to have the theme. Mm-hmm. In order right. to have the theme of multiple people who can, who all have to work together to make the car work, yeah. he mm-hmm. has to in order to have that theme there, he has to have these rules. So it's right. I think he did actually get what he was going for. You just can't separate the two mm-hmm. yeah i definitely agree with that that like if the theme is street racing raccoons uh-huh. that are com- collaboratively driving a car done yeah however i don't know that that 
theme is best served in the limited micro RPG context of this. Yeah, and I which is weird because I really have liked other games that could also be described that way. Yeah. Like I felt like, for example, the mechanic of in Honey Heist where you have the two stats of bear and criminal and they could tip the scales at any time. Mm-hmm. That was just enough to like hold that together. Like it gave yeah. you gave you a container for how you would make choices, I think. Mm-hmm. And in this, I feel like it's missing some of that special sauce. And so then as the micro RPG format, it kind of falls apart a little bit. Like it, it, there isn't enough of a container holding that together, even though it's effective in what it's trying to do. I think that's what I think. Yeah. It's, it's solid. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say for what it's worth, I did have a great time playing today, mm-hmm. but there's, I wouldn't touch it again. Mm. Well, now we're getting ahead to yep. to. Are we ready to do our final round of table it or shelve it? What other thoughts do people have? I'm just curious what would have happened if I had stayed on the Supra. Yeah, I actually, when that was happening, I was like, there is nothing in the rules that describes what to happen. What would happen if the group gets separated? Uh huh. Like on your turn, what would you do? Would you just? Create- I help. I help drive the Supra. I think I think what I was what I would have done in that situation is I would have said, okay, you don't get to pick number any other number except using an item or taking an action. Yeah, like you don't get to break or drive because you aren't driving the car. There's a human man driving the car. You aren't one of those people. So instead, you only get to make choices of what you have access to. But it's very possible that no set of actions or items could have gotten you back out of the Supra and into yeah. your car. And then I don't know. You could have break the Supra, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you could have, yeah. Help, help him. <sighs> okay. If you crawl down there and hit the brakes. If I, if I joined him in the car, then... then that Max, you as the GM would have picked this different number, and he and, and the driver in the, the Supra oh, and I would, would yeah. both be driving the Supra now. I love that. <laughs> like you're fucking like Ratatouille style on top of his head, yeah, trying yeah. to drive <laughs> the car. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yes. Yeah. That's very funny. That'd be great. That'd be great. I also maybe it's just because we had the Star Wars ships, but like. I really liked having the Star Wars ships. Like, it must it must be a completely different game if you play with uh, actual Hot Wheels or whatever, like it suggests. But like, <laughs> it I don't says diecast really cars. The, mm-hmm. yeah, well, the, <laughs> yeah. okay, diecast cars for legal um, reasons. For legal yeah, reasons, very yes. litigious. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. Uh, I just had the image of like pod racing instead yes. of like. Uh, so I think that messed up my head a little bit. Oh no, I knocked the raccoon over. <laughs> How dare! It's okay. <laughs> I would I would love a a uh, a pod racing variant of this game. That mm-hmm. would be great. Oh, I and I think that would be actually very easy to do. Like you're all Jawas. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Jaws and a pod racer. Crash, I think I, I think Crash I'd Jawas. prefer the pit droids. Or yes. the, or the pit droids or like whatever. Porgs. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be Porgs. I think it would have to be Porgs. For maximum cuteness. Oh, God. I will say I'm looking over the rules again, and I actually think that we rolled really well, and that impacted That's, a lot of things. We Yes. Because there's a whole mechanic we didn't use about if a raccoon fails a dangerous action... 
but we didn't ever fail a dangerous action. Everybody always once. had... There were a couple of times where people didn't quite make their role, but it was close enough that I kind of erred on the side of, I kind of introduced a mechanic which isn't in the game, which is like, you get what you want, but something negative happens. Like a partial success. But that was. But we also had success, a lot of successes. Mostly successes, yeah. When we had so many banked that the few times we maybe would have ended up with a misfortune, we were like, well, we'll just use those successes. That's a good point. Did it, didn't it? did it feel like there was an like a ton of successes? There did. There, there was a ton of successes on the speed rolls. And because this is where we never hit the break. There, yeah. I guess. We never hit the break. We kept adding more speed. And if we were which keeping gave the us speed more successes. Yeah. So that's, which gave us a, a But the speed had no impact, really. That's just the thing. Is Part of the issue... Part of the issue I had with this is the fact that we're all playing individual characters. Right. And then the car is its own character. Right. Which now has extra successes or damage to track. Right. So there was a whole extra added element that is not easy to do. Yeah. Not right. just not just in game format, but period. Right. Yeah. I know I struggled with it. Yeah, and it's it's not fair to put the onus on just the GM for that because mm-hmm. that's that introduces oh the trend of the GMPC, right? Um, the GMPC it, of a car. Yeah, yeah. and that's just the thing. Is it's not the GMPC because it is the car, and all of our actions are affecting it. How fast right. it's going, whether yeah. or not it's turning, what might what, uh, whether or not we can repair it mid act, mid uh, mid mid race. Mm-hmm. Like there was, it works out right. But it's not an RPG. Mm. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the idea of having. Honestly, if I was going to introduce this to people, I would create six or seven different raccoons, stat them out separately, and then do little goofy cartoon pictures up, cartoon pictures of them on an index card, and pass them out to people and say, "Hey, pick the one you want." Mm-hmm. And then we'd have the issue from the car and say, "Okay." I would honestly skip the start of the race. It's like you're all together in this car. You're racing uh, speed racer style. You yeah. have all these cars, cars together. You have all these shenanigans that people are trying to do. And all of a sudden the race is happening. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have skipped that whole intro bit of like where you are and oh, what yeah. the point is. And- the game starts on the starting line as it goes from red to yellow to green go 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 Mm, yeah i'm wondering if a way to kind of like mitigate things a little bit is that maybe your speed isn't constant or like maybe everyone's speed is constant and then like you have a choice to whether like gun it and Mm. you get like a burst of speed so like for that round you pull ahead uh or drop back or Mm. whatever like that because like i think that that the more I think about it, like that speed thing is like really weird, and it, it, we ended up rolling like twelve dice at the end. Right. So one um, of the things I've been looking at as we've been talking about the speed is that if we do a head-on crash, we take speed equal damage. to damage. Yeah. Right. Damage which, equal to speed. Which means that at the end we were rolling like twelve dice, which means that if we hit, our car would have just exploded. We, we, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. hit ten instantly. Yeah. But I just never. I mean, maybe that's on me as a GM. It just never felt like. It, it never felt required to put you guys in a in a crash. Yeah. Well, a lot of it was like we did roll really. You kept well. rolling really good because you had all these successes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it becomes this like there repeating. Was, there was one time where where it could have come up, and that was where both of y'all turned right. Yeah. Um, and it could have taken us 
off the road, could have done right, a whole bunch of other things. Right, right, right. Again, you were asking for clarification on how these things could have worked. Right. That would have helped with that. But then the speed roll happened and we got enough successes. It's like, oh, so it's actually, we got the stunt. We slid under the semi and we're back on the road. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it's one of those, it's both too hand wavy and not hand wavy enough. Yeah. yeah. It's. Yeah. That's where I, th- again, I keep coming back to, I think the setup and the theme and the interaction between the group of raccoons driving the car together. Amazing. The container is just not right. And I think that container that you're talking about, Max, is like, I think that, like, whatever you do, you just do for that turn. Right. So you have, like, three bursts of speed. You can pull three spots ahead of the people. Mm -hmm. And then in the next turn. And I'm thinking even bigger than that. Like, like, if we take the basic setup of this, I would prefer to see it either as a board game Right, like mm-hmm. leaning into that bit, seeing it as, uh, I mean, hell, even a video game, you could do it like a lovers in a dangerous space time or overcooked kind of thing where like you're running around, you know, yeah. like there's all of that. Even in the world of a TTRPG, I feel like then I'd, I'd, I'd build out a little bit more of that clarification and make it be a little bit more of a zine and less of a micro. You know, I, yeah. I, I think that's where I end up, I think. So he- here's the thing about Grant Howard. <laughs> And this might be a hot, spicy take. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully he um, never hears this show. <laughs> all right. I'm talking, we, we ought to pay him at this point. We, <laughs> we are going to at him, right? Oh, God. I'm adding you, Grant. Um, <laughs> but no, I uh, is like, he's great at what he does. What he does is quantity. Mm. Um, and so I, I actually wonder if... So he has all these, like, micro RPGs. And... I wonder if not all of them are finished <laughs> or if right. it's just like, here's this. And then like, like with any, um, micro RPG, there's so many different hacks of it or whole right. rules and stuff. And I think that's both the strength and the weakness of Grant Howitt specifically. Yeah. Cause he's like, here's a hundred mini games you can play and mm-hmm. then you can adapt them. However. Right. And like, I've intentionally left it open to do that. And so if you're just trying to do it, rules is written. It kind of it has that weird sort of. I think you're on the money with that flavor in your mouth. For you know sure, I mean? for sure. Well, I think we've all said our piece. Yeah. So I think now it's time to do the rounds. Yeah. Uh, would we table it, um, or would we shelve it? Um, table it? Would we uh, leave it on the table to play it again soon, or would we put it back on the shelf? Um, I think for me, although I'm generally a big fan of this author and stuff, and I love the theme of this, um, I, I would have preferred it in a different format. So I think I'm going to go with shelve it for me. Let's go around this way. I am also going to shelve it. It's a trend for me in Grant Howitt games <laughs> because his style generally doesn't agree with me. But this time, this one I have a legitimate bit. It's It would have been better as a different kind of game. Mm. I absolutely love this. I want to change a few things as a GM potentially running it because I've been dreaming of a good fast game. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a huge Fast and the Furious fan, I've been wanting a game that feels like Fast and the Furious, and comically, this one felt better than any other racing game I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, with with a couple minor changes, I'm tabling the hell out of this. Nice. I... I'm going to say table it. I wish that there was 
like a table lit and a half option. Like, <laughs> I don't need to shelve it for way later, but I might not want to play it tomorrow. Right. Right. So, but I, I'm closer to tabling it than shelving it by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to shelve it because I agree with you, Max. I think I want it. Uh, I, I would absolutely table the board game version of this. Uh, and I think it should be called The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> and so for that reason alone, I'm going to shelve it. Perfect. Great. All right. Well, I, I think that's it for us today. Um, a, a quick uh, housekeeping note, and then maybe we can do any plugs and stuff. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is Max. Um, so... I am going to be taking a break uh, from from Table It. Um, whips ass completely. Love the show. Love all of you. Love everything about this. Uh, and uh, my dance card is a little full, so uh, I'm going to be taking a little breather. Uh, but we have the wonderful, the amazing Cassandra, who's joining us, uh, friend of the show, friend of ours, uh, family of ours, one might say. Uh, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm Cassandra Snow. I am also a voice on the Lesser Evil podcast that Manny runs. Um, in my other life outside of TTRPGs, I'm a professional author and tarot teacher and reader. <laughs> I was like, what do you do with cards reader. other than teach about them? You're a professional tarot card reader, writer, and rhythmatiser. No. <laughs> Um, and if you Google my name, you will see that I have books about tarot and witchcraft out. The most recent one is called Lessons from the Empress, uh, which is all about creativity. And I actually talk a little bit about TTRPGs and how tarot helps inspire me and stuff in that. If you want to buy it, Dope. you can find me on social media at mix.cassandra.snow on Instagram. Amazing. mx.cassandra.snow. Perfect. Brilliant. Beautiful. Any other plugs? Uh, Cassandra sort of plugged this, but uh, we have another, or I and Cassandra have another podcast called Lesser Evil. Uh, it is set in a vaguely 90s-ish modern world. It's a D&D live-action play where the good guys can't win, we hope. It's all uh, queer, all chaos. <laughs> all queer, all chaos, and is basically the premise is, what if Sauron had won the Lord of the Rings? So it's a hundred years later and the Dark Lord has been in power. Uh, and it looks shockingly like uh, our modern life. <laughs> we are all just cogs in a corporate machine in it, but we get into some stuff. Right. Capitalism is the true Dark Lord. Um, <laughs> wow, spoiler alert, we haven't gotten that far. <laughs> Great, Unfortun now I know the Unfortunately, twist. Unfortunately, I think we have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I suspect more collabs to come between mm -hmm. the Lesser Evil crew and the Table at crew and beyond. Any other plugs? Anything else? Sounds like we're good. Dope. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Tablet. You can find us at micro underscore RPGs on Twitter or email us at micro RPGs at gmail.com. Our, our theme this episode is Chill Vibrant Jazz Theme by Danny Dory, and we'll see all the rest of you later. Mm -hmm.